the hard shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. Now, here on Newstalk, we have been charting the path to power from the debates to Pennsylvania Avenue. And on the hard shoulder, we're doing it in podcast format too with our very own resident comedian, Jim Elliott. If you have missed any previous editions of The Path to Power, you can find them on the Newstalk app or newstalk.com forward slash podcast. Jim, hard to believe it. We're finally here. Voting day. We made it. We made it. Voting day. Election day. Let's start as we mean to continue. Let's start with the Simpsons. Roll the clip. I am looking forward to an orderly election tomorrow, which will eliminate the need for a violent bloodbath. <laughs> yes. yes. Maybe not quite as funny as it was when they wrote it in, what was that, 1996, 98? When did that episode uh, come it out? Was, um, it was Bob Dole, wasn't it? So it would have yeah, been the 1996 the election. Yeah. Ugh, Jesus, we're old. Anyway, we made it. We made it. It's the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, Election Day. Because really, if you're going to design a day that decides something super important and you want everyone to participate in that decision, ideally you'd put it right smack in the middle of a work week. You'd make it on a Tuesday and you wouldn't make it a federal holiday or anything like that. It's Explain just that to me. How, how, how did it end up being because the first it Tuesday after sense. the first Monday? Because the, the important day is not today. It's not the first Tuesday after the first Monday. The, the important day is the Monday after the second Wednesday in December. And then with the invention of the, of the uh, telegraph, they were, say, they were saying, well, look, we can report these results instantly. we got to group all these states together and have everybody do it on the same day. So let's back it up far enough that we can give you the, the eight weeks you need to count everything. So that's today. It's one of those uniquely American things that made a lot more sense in the 1800s, like the Electoral College or the Second Amendment. So, and oh, now it's so just they decided, still hanging around. They decided the day they wanted the results in, and then they just counted mm-hmm. backwards for how long they it would take backwards to compile those that. results. I see. Exactly. So the important day is in December. In December, that's when the states have to deliver to the federal authorities something called the Certificates of Ascertainment. That's when the states say, okay, we counted all the votes. Here's who our Electoral College votes are going for. The states have eight weeks from today to do that. So if you hear anybody saying that it's ridiculous to count votes after Election Day, they're completely wrong. And that's in a normal election year. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have a little bit of a pandemic going on. So there's remote <laughs> voting by mail. It's going to take forever. So all of this to say, I want everybody to take a deep breath, drink a lot of water today, maybe even go to bed early. Relax. Don't get too worked up about today. Please keep your head screwed on. The media companies would love for you to think that today is all that matters. CNN and Fox are going to put a lot of news into their broadcast tonight, and they're competing for eyeballs. And they want everybody to watch as if tonight's the most important night. Yeah, it's this- arms race for like better Uh, graphics isn't it hilarious it's hilarious and i actually have a clip i want to play this is from election night 2008 so this is 12 years ago this is obama's first election this is from cnn with wolf blitzer let's roll the clip see what he has for us we're going to do something that's never been done on television before Uh, we're going to bring her in from chicago into the situation room right uh into the cnn election center excuse me right now i want you to watch what we're about to do, because you've never seen anything like this on television. Hi, Wolf. All right, big round of applause. Uh, we did it. Uh, there she is. Yeah, what, what was they, so magnificent about they, that? 
They brought her in as a hologram from another <laughs> studio. So Wolf is at the is at the CNN headquarters in Atlanta, and she's in the studio in Chicago. And rather than just do the side by side talking head that news stations have been doing for fifty years, they had to bring up a hologram, and that was their big toy Brilliant. that year. I, he had to introduce Jessica. I feel terrible for Jessica. She graduated magna cum laude from Harvard, for God's sake, and she's got a tap dance and a hologram to try to get the ratings in. You know who they got later to do to use that same hologram technology? Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. You had Anderson <laughs> Cooper interviewing Will I Am live via hologram. I don't know, man. Do you guys get any cool technology like that? I'm not in the studio with you today in News Talk. You guys got holograms? Who no, would you call in? Uh, no, we, we got a cardboard cutout of you and we stuck it to the wall. Ah, that's just, great. So I Fantastic. felt like you were here. It, it's a bit that's disconcerting, beautiful. but uh, there you go. Uh, so look, anyway, right. the long and short of it is no, no, no definitive results Nothing tonight. Nothing definitive tonight. Well, there, there are some interesting things that you, if you're in the mood to read some tea leaves tonight and you don't want to stay up too late. I do have one thing that I'm going to be paying close attention to. Have you ever heard of a place in Florida called The Villages? No. No, okay. It's a giant retirement community, okay? It's spread out across three counties, but it's concentrated in one central county in Florida called Sumter County. And it's about what you'd expect from a town, a completely manufactured town that is a retirement community. It's 85% white and a median age of 69 Nice. So here's the thing with Florida that you need to think about. They're one of the few states they already have the infrastructure to consume large numbers of absentee ballots and tally them quickly. They've been doing this for longer than other people. They had a, a very famous situation in the year 2000. So mm -hmm. they, they've really upped their game when it counts to counting their ballots. So some places in Florida will have counted all of their absentee ballots. And when the polls close for in-person voting, they will announce both results at the same time. So Sumter County is, is the kind of county that might, well, I don't know if they're going to do this, but they might. So that you only have to stay up until midnight, maybe half 12 to get the results out of Sumter County in, in, in Florida. Now, here's the thing. You're not watching for the result because this county is going to go to Trump. Of course it is. Romney beat Obama by 32 points eight years ago. Trump beat Clinton by 39 points four years ago. So Trump is going to win this county. But what you want to watch here is for maybe, maybe because of the disastrous way they've handled the pandemic pandemic and because the pandemic disproportionately affects old people yeah maybe biden is starting to peel off some of those older voters so if you watch this race could he win this Trump's going he, he's going to win this county he absolutely is but if he only doubles up on biden if he wins 66 to 33 that's pretty tight that's actually pretty tight if he wins by less than 60 percent say if he wins 55 to 45 that's a pretty good margin of victory yeah. not for this county though right. if this county goes under 60 percent for trump then that's a bad sign for him but outside of that man everybody else is going to be talking about what happened in person they won't have added up all the mail-in voters so don't even worry about it. all right okay so by but maybe by half 12 tonight we might get some result from florida and you said keep an eye out if they get the mm -hmm. breakdowns if you can follow you, the breakdowns. you'll get results from in-person voting as the clock goes across the country so, so by half 12, you'll have the East Coast, you know, okay. by three in the morning, you'll have close to the West Coast. But again, that's just in-person voting. We've already had 100 million Americans voted by this morning. There were only 170 or 130 million voted in the entire last election. So we're 70 percent of the way there. And they, they haven't counted those yet. Given that so many have voted, like they're still campaigning away, though, aren't they? And they're holding rallies. Absolutely. They're, yep. They're, they're, they're focusing on Pennsylvania and Michigan, those two big battleground states. And I, I want to play a clip. This is from a, a, LeBron, a, a, a Trump rally yesterday in Pennsylvania. He got to talking about athletes and about how professional athletes in the U.S. have taken up the Black Lives Matter cause. And he was talking about basketball. And, and here's what the crowd had to say to that, if we have this clip. And the NFL is way down. The NFL is way down. You got to stand for our flag. 
You got to really be great to our flag and to our anthem. And if you don't do that, we're not watching. What a crowd. LeBron James sucks. Is that it? LeBron James. They're chanting LeBron James sucks. And I'm not even a LeBron James fan, and I take exception to this chant. I mean, I, I don't like LeBron James. I'm not a fan. I rooted for the Warriors when he was playing against them. I was delighted when Dirk and Vizky and the Mavericks took a title off of LeBron when he was in Miami. And the NBA Finals that were just last month. I, I found Jimmy Butler's performance against LeBron James's Lakers three weeks ago to be inspiring to the level it makes me wish I could write poetry, okay? But LeBron James, say what you want about him. He has exceeded every single expectation ever placed on him. And he was probably the most expected player to do well. He was the number one pick in the draft. Not even Michael Jordan was the number one pick in the draft. He was the third pick. LeBron, here's an, here's an example you might not know about LeBron James. LeBron James from Akron, Ohio, and he has funded and opened an elementary and a high school in his hometown specifically aimed at at-risk youth. It's called the I Promise School in Akron, Ohio. It provides things like food banks for the community and job placement services for local yeah, parents. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what Le- oh, hold on. Donald Trump set up an entire university, for God's he- sake. He did, didn't he? He was aimed at selling his expertise in real estate, and it was a scam. And he had to settle a lawsuit with his former students to the tune of $25 million. This happened while he was president. So that that tells you what kind of a human being uh, LeBron James is as opposed to Donald Trump. So who could work for such a terrible human being like Donald Trump? Who, who, why? Who, I wonder. Yesterday's guest, Sean Spicebag. Yeah. Yeah, How did you guys, did you get his agent's phone number? How did you guys get him? That's a hell of a get. I can't, and we can't give away our secrets here but yeah it was ahead of a guess it's a big pull a big pull good old Sean hey let's go back to some of Sean's highlights remember back in January of 2017 Trump had been president for all of two weeks and he signed an executive order banning foreign nationals from seven majority Muslim countries from visiting the US let's roll the first clip of Sean talking about that at the same time He's also made very clear that this is not a Muslim ban it's not a travel ban it's a it's a vetting system to keep America safe yeah there's my friend the Spicer it's not a Muslim ban it's not a Muslim ban despite the fact that it was advertised on Donald Trump's website at the time as a Muslim ban (laughs) so that's exactly what it was and this guy he's such a schmuck here's another clip of him this is him uh, talking about in March of that year when they when they released a, a pretty good jobs report but here's what happened with that jobs report president has referred to particular job reports as phony or totally fiction. Does the president believe that this jobs report was accurate and a fair way to measure the economy? Yeah, I I talked to the president prior to this, uh, and he said to quote him very clearly, they may have been phony in the past, but it's very real now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a goof! Oh, uh, Sean, that's that's hilarious. That the uh, the current president would spend his time uh, uh, <laughs> lying about anything that came out of Obama's White House and and tearing down and undermining confidence in the governing institutions that control our country. Oh, what a jolly old time we're having there, Sean. You know how much Sean Spicer made while he was doing that job no, when he in the White House? Hundred and eighty grand. 180 grand. He was only there for six months. He took home probably about 90k to do that. So 90 grand. That's all it costs for him personally to be the smiling face of the most destructive president in the modern era. Oh so well, I'll tell you what. I'll say this for Spice Bag, as you called mm-hmm. him. He was on the show yesterday. He did see a path to victory for Donald Trump. Of course, there's a path to victory for Donald Trump. There's only two guys in the race, and quite frankly, the other guy's not the most inspiring candidate I've ever seen. Trump might win. Okay, let let let's not forget that he might win this. 
But you can't forget that Trump is going to try to win because that's who he is. He's, he's a narcissist. He can't stand the thought of losing. To him, there's only two kinds of people in the world. There's winners and losers, and he has wanted to be a winner no matter what he does. But let's not forget the fetid swamp of enablers and career politicians that made this man possible. People like Sean Spicer. Let me bring it back to that first clip we played from The Simpsons where they referenced the uh, there won't be a need for a violent bloodbath in between the in between the administrations. Uh, president Trump is the only president that's ever not committed, refused to commit to a peaceful transition of power. And guys like Sean Spicer made all of that possible. So I was glad to hear from him. I hope to meet him in person one day. <laughs> well, you're not going to meet him uh, tonight because Sean mm. told us he's going to be very busy tonight. What are you doing tonight? Oh, sure. Uh, like I said, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to watch the returns from Florida. Prob I'm, I hope to be in bed by about half 12 or 1. I'm going to be up early tomorrow morning getting the returns. Well, listen, I'm sure we'll be speaking to you over the coming days and weeks as all this uh, plays out. Jim, I hope so. As a uh, pleasure, as always, Jim Elliott there, the latest edition of The Path to Power here on The Hard Shoulder. You can listen back to that or indeed any edition on the News Talk app. 